the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions, God, family, country. And welcome to our annual program where we honor and recognize those who have died in service, fighting for our freedom, giving their lives for our freedom and security, wearing the uniform of the United States military. Of course, this is Memorial Weekend, and I feel strongly, and most of you as well, probably everybody that listens to this show, feel strongly that we should always recognize and honor those who always serve in our United States military, but especially those who died in service to our country. And that is the the reason for Memorial Day. That is the, the meaning behind it. That's how it got established shortly after the Civil War, and that's why we continue to celebrate today and we always highlight this this wonderful recognition on our program consistently and you know before moving forward i should ne- should recognize that 365 days a year it's appropriate to honor those who died in service to america wearing the uniform of the united states military and honor our veterans we should uh, think in terms of these great people who sacrifice so much, who give so much to literally make the lives of comfort and ease that we have possible. And there's really not, there's really nothing we can really do to, to, um, to compensate for that or even to show a proper gratitude, but we still need to do the best we can. And that's what we try to do on our program, especially uh, around the uh, Memorial day weekend every year. So on today's program, I'll just share with you some of my thoughts, um, what Memorial Day means to me, what to recognize some veterans this year, a little bit about some eventful times in American history that you know, were it not for our armed forces, uh, the leadership all the way down the extraordinary generals, starting with George Washington, uh, General Patton, on and on, say Schwarzkopf and um, the Desert Storm War, uh, all the way down and most importantly to the to men on the front lines and the in the 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 men, the grunts fighting the battles, it's uh, you know, we wouldn't be at the point where we are as a country to have had the phenomenal success that we've had in terms of the economic system we have the prosperity, also most importantly more importantly being a, a positive force for good across the world being a positive force for liberating tens hundreds of millions of people over the course of the two hundred and forty plus years. So, or so years that we've had our country that our country has been in existence. That's one thing that's not talked about very much. 
I think is truly mind-boggling. When you think about all the people across the world that have had the opportunity to live lives of self-determination, a certain uh, a certain aspect of freedom, certainly to be able to escape tyr- the tyranny of of systems such as communism or or Nazi Germany or other totalitarian uh, regimes and states across the globe, um, all uh, ethnicities, all uh, religious um, religious uh, persuasions, everything. It's the tyranny, oppression of the people is essentially the norm in human history. Thomas Jefferson was very articulate and very explicit about stating that um, fact. And my point is, is that really the United States military uh, going back into the to late 1700s till to now to today is the, essentially the driving force behind literally liberating hundreds of millions of people over the cross of the world over the past 200 plus years. And that's one thing I, I just like to acknowledge and share on this Memorial Day weekend. Um, with you. Before we go further, I want to let you know that our tribute to Memorial Day and our veterans uh, Memorial Day, and, and specifically the veterans who died in service to our country, honoring those who gave everything to protect America's security and freedom, is presented by Loomis Family Funeral Homes. Loomis Family Funeral Homes is pleased to honor those brave Americans who died in military service to our country. At that difficult time of the loss of a loved one, Loomis Family Funeral Homes is here to assist you with dignity, compassion, and respect. Loomis' honest service and commitment to excellence has served people throughout Central Florida at their greatest time of sorrow and need for three generations. Loomis Family Funeral Homes will be honored to assist you. Contact them at LoomisFamilyFuneralHomes.com. Loomis Family Funeral Homes supports the United States military and our veterans. And one thing I'd, I'll just like to start, um, I want to start at the top is a great place, is whenever I, th- on Veterans Day, Memorial Day, um, of course, July 4th, Independence Day, one of the first thoughts I always have is about the Continental Army. Even before we even had a Continental Army, my thoughts immediately start with April 14th, uh, 1775. When that first uh, monumental battle was was fought uh, spontaneously, essentially, Minutemen, uh, human farmers, shopkeepers, literally uh, grabbed their muskets and went to stop the British on the road between Lexington and Concord. Some of them died and fell that day. You know, um, men whose names were lost to history, men who you don't know, I don't know, uh, nobody probably other than their families and their Friends and neighbors uh, would know who they were, but they felt uh, just that that longing, that incredible commitment to 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 live a life of self determination and, and freedom, and not be dictated to dictated to by a a king and lords a continent away, uh, an ocean away, and they felt so strongly about that just um, indispensable universal feeling of of that all men have to be to, to yearn to, yearning to be free that they were going to put everything on the, on the line for it they were willing to literally sacrifice their life to um to have that to not to to, to escape being subjected to tyranny to 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 have that possibility for a life of of, of freedom to, to live as, as free men and women and 
those are the first people I think of on Memorial Day are the guys that died there on the road between Lexington and Concord. And it all started with them, uh, literally. Uh, you and I would not have the lives that we have today. We would not have any, the prosperity we have today. We would not have uh, anything like our our cherished constitutional freedoms, freedom of speech, uh, which we're exercising right now, freedom of religion. Even though I must say, sadly, it has been that one's been really chipped away at dramatically by uh, left wing uh, judges in the court system. But that's kind of a topic for another day. But I did have to put that on the record. But you know, our cherished constitutional freedoms all, all are all due you know to the, uh, the brave men that uh, fought the, the British at Lexington and Concord back in uh, back in you know the late seventeen seventy in the seventeen seventies. So those are some people I think about on Memorial Day. I think about, of course, the courage and the persistence and the perseverance of, and the leadership of George Washington. You know, I think one of the things that even those of us who went to school back when George Washington was being recognized and and um, taught about um, in, in school, which from what I understand now, sadly, he's, that's, that's been tremendously diminished in the public schools, at least, hopefully not in the private schools. But it's just even, I think what we learned in school about the leadership of George Washington, the ability, the extraordinary abilities of George Washington is uh, it barely scratches, doesn't even scratch the surface of the character of this incredible man. And I'd like to share just a little bit on this particular program about George Washington. You know, I literally think it, he's even acknowledged by the legitimate historians and, and the, the knowledgeable historians of that period who studied that the, the, the colonial period and the Revolutionary War period and, and the founding of the country period, which essentially is a, a completely different period, uh, which, which shows that briefly about the magnitude of George Washington, he was the indispensable man at winning our freedom, at winning the Revolutionary War, and he became the indispensable man in starting the new country with the government, the, uh, the constitution and the government that we implementing the constitution and implementing the government that, that we still have, getting it all off on the right foot, setting the right precedents, setting the precedent of uh, civilian control of the military, surrendering his sword when the war was done, which was un- essentially unprecedented in human history. Um, sending that signal, that symbol that, that um, military power is not absolute power in a constitutional Republic. Um, that, that can never be overemphasized. Then, once he became president, served eight years, um, elected and reelected unanimously, uh, acknowledged by everyone as the man that needed to lead the country because of his integrity and his abilities. Let's not forget the abilities. It's an extraordinary just gift of leadership, courage, that um, he stepped away from power. Once again, unprecedented in human history. Nobody uh, has political and military power in their hands and just relinquish it um, just wasn't done in the world history. It's, in fact, it's the opposite. Usually the, the more power generates the desire for more power. And um, so just, just the incredible man that George Washington was. And if you read, you don't have to read too much about George Washington to know that he was a man of deep faith and that he, uh, everything started with his faith in God. And he was very explicit about talking about that. So, when I think of Memorial Day, when I think about what it took to found this country, what it's going to take to sustain it, and we have our own battles right now. Um, yeah, we, our battles aren't necessarily 
military battles, even though we do have military battles going on right now, uh, brave men and women right now, as we speak, as you hear this, are over in the Middle East fighting to um, protect us, fighting to to engage the enemy, to um, the, the terrorists, uh, to give us more freedom and protection right here. Something we don't even hardly think about that much anymore. It's not a raging war like World War II. We've got an all, we have a totally professional army now, all volunteer army. But whenever I think of the country, when I think about how it all came into being, how grateful I am personally to be an American, I have to think about George Washington, the extraordinary leadership that he, 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 Demonstrated, and I want to talk about his perseverance when we come back because I think that's one thing that you, the, the the central of all the incredible characteristics that George Washington had, the courage, just the innate intelligence, instinctive intelligence, ability to get things right over and over again. Uh, he, he, for instance, he was a master. He was a genius um, master, what we would call meteorologist. He he could you know look, basically look and. Uh, and feel the, where the wind was blowing and look at some clouds and stuff and, and predict the weather, literally win some battle. I mean, was able to escape uh, capture several times and even win some battles just because he has incredible knowledge of how the, of the weather. But uh, many wonderful things about George Washington, and we'll continue to talk about him when we come back. We'll be right back. Some gave all. back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the annual program where we pay tribute to those who died fighting, wearing the uniform in service, military service for the United States of America. Memorial Weekend, it's always one of my favorite weekends of the year. And I want to also remind you about the wonderful ceremony that will take place at Edgewood Cemetery in Apopka at 11 a.m. on Memorial Day on Monday headed by Artie Vecchio and uh, the the men, the veterans at VFW Post, uh, the Apopka Altamont VFW Post, of which Artie Vecchio is the, of course, he's the commander. And this is a ceremony that's been taking place for many, many years, decades. Mayor John Land was instrumental in getting it started. And it's just a wonderful ceremony that I've attended many, many times, um, where it's it's fairly brief. It lasts about half an hour. But it's a, tr- a wonderful tribute to those who, to all those, of course, who serve in our military, but especially, and that's what Memorial Day is focused on. Memorial Day is about the ones, the, the men and women who have died uh, in service to military service to our country. And I highly recommend um, to, in, if you have that opportunity, or maybe even to make that opportunity on this coming Monday, Edgewood Greenwood Cemetery in Apopka at the annual VFW post for an Apopka ceremony to honor those who died in service to our country. And I, we were talking about, George, before we go further, of course, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair. And I want to let you know that if you have a car, truck, or any other type of vehicle and you're looking for a place that will care for it with honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheila Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopkin. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Sheila Auto Repair is proud to support the men and women who serve our country in the United States military and to 
pay their respects to those who have died serving our country, wearing the uniform of the United States military. So to finish up about George Washington, but the the really quality that more that I learn and I think that anybody would learn about the Revolutionary War, the colonial period, specifically the war, and a phenomenal, a great resource is the book 1776, uh, is that um, the incredible pers- perseverance and persistence, I mean, almost literally uh, uh, unhuman, <laughs> unparalleled perseverance. And the point I'm making is that until you really, I think, dig in and read in depth about the Revolutionary War, you don't really realize how dramatically the odds were against us and how almost on a daily basis we lost. I mean, if, 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 if there was a score tabulated on every single day of the revolutionary war from start to finish, we lost almost every single day. Um, you know, we only won a, you know, maybe three or four, you know, a small handful of battles, almost every battle that was fought. Um, the British basically won. It was just a master stroke of, 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 of strategy and tactics that Washington was able just mainly to escape, 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 keep his army alive, keep his army alive, keep his army alive, just to fight another day. But essentially, all the news um, starting early uh, in the starting in the summer of 1776 was was bad. <laughs> um, Washington, the Continental Army, had virtually no money. One thing to think about too is they were tremendously undersupplied. He had men in battle, literally. That, that that were wearing rags, forget uniforms, they were wearing rags. They had men in battle fighting that didn't even have a weapon. Had Some of them literally did not even have shoes. And David McCullough is the author of the book 1776, and he, he gives a lot of, he, I've seen him on, on, num, on numerous interviews, and he really speaks eloquently about that period uh, and uh, just about the research that he did. And he said, literally, that isn't a myth that guys didn't have, you know, men in this continental army significant numbers of them didn't have shoes. They literally did not have shoes. That That's what we had. That's what Washington had, trying to fight the most powerful military um, machine in the world at that time. The, the, the British Army, um, equipped, well-equipped, had everything they needed, wonderful uniforms, warm clothes, you know, plenty of boots, warm socks, the whole nine yards. So, But my point is, is that day after day after day, it was just a steady drip, 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 Losing this battle here, getting pushed around here, barely escaping here, men deserting there, over and over again, not being able to get money for supplies, not being able to get money to recruit more men, losing men once their uh, conscriptions ran out because they would go home, you didn't have enough money to pay them, they weren't even being paid. Officers upset because they weren't being paid. Um, one of the reasons Benedict Arnold defected was because uh, he basically, um, I, if I understand correctly, Hex, was owed a lot of money, basically. <laughs> he uh, put a lot of his own resources in. Now, of course, I guess a traitor's a traitor anyway, and you can make a bit, you can try to use a bit of excuse to justify it that that, that they would. But, but my point about George Washington is that he just had this dogged, dogged desire to never give up. He had this dogged refusal to give up, to um, just to implore and continue uh, moving forward and. You know, was able to skillfully elude the British and skillfully evade, and uh, all these all these kinds of things. It was just almost, uh, but 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 also understanding that day after day after day, it, the odds just looked uh, like they were they were impossible to overcome. But 
But Washington just had that relentless desire and that relentless drive. And I got to think that a big part of it was uh, his, based on his religious faith that he refused to accept that. And he just refused to throw in the towel, if you will. Um, anyway, I highly recommend one thing I would uh, want to leave you with on the show is I would highly recommend the book 1776 or any book pretty much about any legitimate author, not some left wing author, of course, um, but any legitimate author historian about George Washington, because the things that we learn about his immense abilities, his immense uh, uh, just skill, his immense character, uh, a perseverance, the leadership, the leadership by example it is only going to make you more proud to be an American and also to, to realize what a, what a miracle this, this, this whole thing is. The birth of the country really is. Uh, before we go further, I want to remind you about our friends over at network sound and video and well, and network sound and video, which are audio and video restoration services network sound and video restores film VHS and all camcorder tapes to DVD and digital network sound and video also restores record al- record albums, reels and cassettes to DVD and digital and network sound and video also can scan photos and slides and create DVD videos for every occasion. They're easy to find. You can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. They're locally owned. You'll be dealing directly with the owner. Of course, he's a regular contributor to our show, Mr. Vito Fira. Some big corporate outfit located uh, you know, in Chicago or somewhere. Uh, no, you don't have to pack up your stuff and put it in the mail to anybody. No, you just take it over... Um, directly to him, and they're very conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Big Tree Plaza area. That's Network Sound and Video, Network Sound and Video, where memories can last forever. And I know, of course, a lot of our military veterans and a lot of our families of veterans, even those who have died, have wonderful pictures um, and even letters, I'm sure, wonderful memorabilia, medals even, uniforms of veterans, especially from the World War II era or even the Vietnam era, any of our wars, Network Sound and Video is a great place, the perfect place to preserve those things, to have them uh, maybe even framed, and to also, but also to get them online, on, on um, get them in digitized, get those photos digitized so they're not um, susceptible to be destroyed by flood or fire or losing them somehow or, or uh, you know, packing them away in a box, never know where you can't might be able to find it or whatever might happen. Uh, Network Sound and Video can take anything that you've got, um, any of your wonderful memorabilia, and put it uh, in digitized form so that you can enjoy it, um, look at it on your phone, on your computer, whatever. So it's Network Sound and Video, Mr. Vita Fira, and you can find him at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com or on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Now, I want to move on and talk about somebody I want to acknowledge and sh- share with you is that um, former NFL player Bob Kalsu is who's not very I think his story I don't know if is very well known I learned about it watching the, some of those great programs on NFL films NFL films which I think is just uh, those of us who are sports fans know that uh, NFL films is just a company that uh, is, is five star I mean the, the work that they did the care the they put it into obviously these guys had not, a, not only just a love of football and and sharing it with with hardcore pure football fans, but also they had a, just a, a respect for the game and a respect for the players and the coaches that played and coached it. And they had a very uh, excellent series on uh, you know patriotic series on NFL films, and that's where I learned about Bob Kalsu. Now one of the things, and as you know, uh, Rocky Blyer, NFL 
four-time Super Bowl champion in Vietnam, combat wounded veteran. Rocky Blyer is a frequent guest on our program. But, you know, he was somewhat of a rarity in that not too many guys, uh, uh, professional athletes actually played, uh, went into war in Vietnam. Very small handful, tiny handful. Rocky Blyer was one of those. Got wounded in a firefight and actually was told he would never play football again. And his story is a phenomenal story of, of perseverance. As you, as you, you know, some of you have heard on our show before, but which is different than the World War II era because in World War II and even to a lesser extent World War I, but especially World War II, wholesale people went in. Almost uh, uh, most of the professional athletes went into the war effort. Ted, you know, notably, Ted Williams is one that immediately comes to mind. He served in two wars, World War II and Korea as a combat flew dozens, scores of missions as a combat pilot. But my point is, is that very, very few guys went, uh, had to go um, from the professional sports world during the Vietnam era. One of those, in addition to Rocky Blyer, was a fellow named Bob Kalsu, who was an All-American tackle at Oklahoma and was uh, actually played his rookie year as a starting guard for the Buffalo Bills. He was actually a teammate of Mike McBath. Uh, who's you know who you hear every day on the adversaries, uh, but Bob Kalsu was actually uh, wound up in Vietnam in an infantry unit, in a combat unit, infantry unit, and on July twenty first, nineteen seventy, which ironically and sadly was one of the last major battles of the Vietnam War. You know, this was during the period of Vietnamization when we were actually getting you know sending guys by the tens of thousands back home. Well, one of the last huge big battles of the Vietnam War, Bob Kalsu was was killed. Uh, mortally wounded. So I want to salute Bob Calso. Uh, with the only, he's the only NFL player to die uh, in service in the Vietnam War. Former Buffalo Bills offensive guard, University of Oklahoma, All-American Bob Calso. We salute him on the Roger Franklin Williams today on this Memorial Day tribute. Well, friends, I want it's going to be it. Uh, we'll get into our next break. And uh, please stay with us. And thank you for listening to our Memorial Day tribute today on, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We'll be right back. In a letter from home. to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Great to be with you today. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. You're having a good day. Great to be with you to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And to tell you about great sponsors and great friends of our show and of our stations as well. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Which, of course, is the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. One again, wanted to remind you and give you a word from our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue, which, of course, is the home of Central Florida's best old-fashioned Southern-style barbecue. Of course, many of you know Porky's is the home of the Monster Ribeye Sandwich. Of course, I know Porky's, and many of us also know Porky's, as the only place to get delicious, one-of-a-kind sandwiches like the Sloppy Cow, the Smoked Cuban, or the legendary Pig Dip. Of course, they're served with exceptional homemade sauces and one-of-a-kind homemade sides. Porky's has unique dishes like Brunswick Stew, Jim's Dirty Taters, and Summer Slaw, as well as black-eyed peas, collards, and other traditional faves like baked beans and mac and cheese. Plus, Porky's has the best banana pudding and sweet tea around. 
It's all served in a Porky's down-home atmosphere with good old Southern hospitality. Don't miss the best bike night in Central Florida every Thursday night at Porky's. Don't settle for average when you can have the best. Get over to see Steve and the gang at Porky's Original Barbecue Apopka. They're located 256 East Main Street, downtown Apopka. Tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. In fact, I had a chance to have lunch up at Porky's earlier this week, which is kind of the norm, but had some good friends. In fact, I was joined by my friend Mitch, who goes all the way back to third grade and one of our very excellent listeners, I won't mention his name because I didn't tell him I was going to going to mention his name. Maybe I can get permission to mention him another time. But another one of our loyal, regular listeners on the show and just uh, a great time, a perfect place, not only to have a great lunch, but to just uh, to have uh, shared experiences with, with good friends, share great food with, with good friends. There's nothing better than that in life, of course, as we know. And, and uh, Porky's was packed. We were surrounded by other Great people having great food and with their great friends, and which included several large tables of, of law enforcement. You know, Porky supports our local law enforcement very generously, and our local law enforcement are, are big time customers at Porky's. And I also want to let you remind you, of course, to know when we're talking about Porky's, don't forget about Porky's catering. One of the, one of the Steve's specialties actually is his catering business, and they can uh, cater any event of yours. Large and small. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, right in the heart of downtown. Now what I think, and I want to make another announcement about a great event that's coming up for business people, specifically for small business people, on Tuesday, May 16th. And that is an event that MMR Consulting Incorporated is sponsoring at... The incubator, the UCF Business Incubator in Apopka, located 325 South McGee Avenue, right on the corner of Highway 441. Um, it's called the Small Business Roundtable. Florida Department of Transportation people will be participating, as well as members of the Central Florida Expressway Authority and other government organizations. And the the purpose is for to help, I guess, mentor or help give some some information or instruction to small businesses that would like to learn about how to uh, better uh, be prepared to maybe get some government contracts, subcontracting opportunities uh, with Department of Transportation certifications. So if you uh, are a part of a small business and would like to participate, that'll be coming taking place this Tuesday. Uh, in Apopka at the UCF Business Incubator, right in the heart of town, McGee Avenue, the corner of Highway 441, 1325 South McGee Avenue. It's a 12 noon to 3 p.m. event. Lunch will be served. And for more information, contact MMR Consulting at 407-255-0538. That's 407-255-0538. Sponsored by MM. Are consulting, and you can also contact the UCF Business Incubator in Apopka as well. God, one way to talk about share with you is just come goes back to what I was talking about before about the style of of Donald Trump and and, and now President Donald Trump, this, his political style, if you will, and it's something that's so unique and outside the box, and so um, you know unique to his own individual personality 
that it, I, th- I think it's quite a phenomenon, and I, I think it's something that doesn't get talked about much, certainly in the so-called mainstream media, because they're so busy <laughs> disseminating fake news and launching uh, personal, uh, emotionally distraught attacks um, from their left-wing perspective, that they're completely missing a big part of the whole story here. And as someone who's very passionate about history, and specifically American history and the history of of the American presidency and, and former American presidents. I find that Trump just to be a fascinating figure. And I'm not ta- even talking about um, his ideology, his, his, his agenda, his, his position on issues uh, specifically. I'm just talking about his style. And it's cert- and I think that's a big reason why I don't think I'm, I'm convinced that's a big reason that he's elected. And I'm also convinced that's a big reason that the, that the establishment um, on all vestiges of them from right from left to right, including of course the mainstream media including even you know elements of the conservative media, just completely do not get the guy they they're, they're so he's so different he's so outside the box wasn't anointed by any of them didn't come seeking their approval um, and they are so continue to be so outraged and just wild eyed angry and hostile about that, that they're not even seeing what's even happening here. They're just um, flailing away, uh, launching ridiculous attacks, spinning the news, creating fake news, uh, misrepresenting that they don't, uh, they don't even, they're missing the whole boat. So what I want to just address is, is, is president Donald Trump's style. And of course, which I think is a very interesting, fascinating thing to talk about. And, Certainly no person who's ever been elected president or almost any major office during any of our lifetime um, has had a style like this or has had a dynamic about this where the so-called establishment of the country, uh, the leaders of the institutions, pretty much all the way across the board, especially, of course, the media, but also the political establishment, and and I, once again, emphasize both sides, are just so um, at odds with that individual. I mean, when when you know, it's become a cliche now for politicians and even candidates for president to say, "Oh, I'm an outsider." You know, McCain was always talking about he was a maverick. Now he he was a McCain was the opposite of a maverick. McCain is one of the most predictable politicians to ever come along in my lifetime. He was no maverick. He was sucking up to the establishment. He was sucking up to the media. Now, he may have been a maverick in these tiny, small, senatorial Republican circles among the other senators. Well, what? what? Nobody cares about that, and that's not even relevant, hardly. Um, but true, Trump is, in the truest sense of the word, a maverick, an individualist, something new, uh, an independent, and and that's a big part of the dynamic of all the pushback and all the extreme over-the-top attacks and criticism of him. But the point I'm getting to is I really don't, and I find it, frankly, from my perspective, fascinating to watch. As as I said before, it's completely unprecedented in any of our lifetimes to have a president out there responding uh, as aggressively as Trump does uh, to the the various attacks uh, on him, whether they're substantive attacks or even if they're even frivolous attacks. And even a lot of people I know that supported Trump and, and vote for him and like him 
sometimes are like, gee, I just wish he wouldn't treat so, tweet so much, or gee, I wish he just wouldn't respond to every little thing. Personally, I, I like it. I just think um, as, as, a, as a person, as a citizen, as a student of history, uh, somebody who loves journalism and loves the news, a news junkie, if you will, I, I just kind of love to watch it. And, and there's really been nothing like it based on what I've read since probably you know, other, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying, there have been a couple of other presidencies that I've read about. Of course, none of us have firsthand knowledge that had a similar dynamic. Certainly the first one that comes to mind for me is Andrew Jackson. In many ways, not talking about positions on policy, um, not talking about that, but I'm just talking about style, style and, and political dynamics. A lot of what I read about Andrew Jackson reminds me of what's happening right now with Trump. <laughs> Andrew Jackson was the ultimate outsider for his times. Andrew Jackson was just reviled by the establishment in every which way. They thought he was a, a hick. He, he was uncouth. They thought he was just, just uh, you know, certainly he wasn't that polished, kind of big city, smooth guy that I guess even back in those days was essentially kind of the, the formula for being an elite in politics or, or, or whatever. Uh, certainly in the banking circles, in the Northeastern big business circles, uh, and um, so, so forth. So Andrew Jackson was definitely this kind of unique outside character. Uh, you know, instinctive leadership, pretty much did whatever he wanted to do, was fearless about um, doing things, I would say, such as firing Comey. Um, you know, in his case, it was taken on the National Bank. Uh, in other cases, he took on the, the, the Supreme Court. Um, charting out a territory, doing, you know, getting way, way outside the reservation, outside the, the boundaries of, of, of safe political activity, and just being a true maverick, a true crusader, a marauder, if you will, ad- advancing his agenda and, and literally daring anybody else to stop him. But, and, and along the way, his his as I as I say the political dynamics were somewhat similar to what I see with Trump in that Andrew Jackson was loved by the masses. He had the people on his side. He knew who the people were. Um, the majority of the people, of course, there were certain large other factions that that hated him and reviled him, uh, thought he was disgusting, um, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he had the majority of the people on his side. He kind of instinctively he must have instinctively known that he had that, just like Trump did during the campaign. He knows how to talk to these people. He knows how to communicate with them. He knows that what he's doing, his values, his perspective, he knew his uh, the things that he wanted to accomplish, which was largely just attacking aggressively the establishment, um, was exactly what the real people wanted, the rank-and-file citizens wanted across the country, the great unwashed masses. So I think in, in that regard, both in terms of the kind of support uh, at, at the type of support, which is broad-based, grassroots, real people support, um, Andrew Jackson and Donald Trump had a lot of common. And, of course, uh, the other side of the coin in terms of the people that hated them, reviled them, uh, couldn't stand them, want to destroy them, the establishment, the ruling class, both, I think, had a similar view of, Don- of J- Andrew Jackson back in his day and now Donald Trump in our day. Time for another break. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. All gave some. 
Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you on Memorial Weekend, the weekend where we pay tribute to those who died, gave their lives, fighting for freedom, fighting on behalf, wearing the uniform of the United States military, regardless of what branch they may have served in, who who died, gave everything so that we as Americans can live lives of security, peace, and freedom. Just kind of having talking about various thoughts that I have over the course of Memorial Day specifically, and as we mentioned before the break, one of the things I I personally especially want to emphasize is respect for those who served in Vietnam, and um, that was just really a, a brutal war. I'm reading a book about it right now, read you know numerous books about Vietnam, and it's just just the conditions. I mean, just the being in the jungle, the the heat, the humidity, the the rain, the rain, the mud, the muck was just um, just kind of a miserable place to be. I mean, for, you just forget the part you had to every day worry about you know the the things that happened in a guerrilla war, booby, you know, brutal, horrible booby traps, mines. Uh, never know where you, you know, if, if your next step you're going to step on a mine or a booby trap or something. Uh, you know, just take that away from it. it. It was just a miserable place to be without war, without conflict, uh, without having to worry about mines, booby traps, and uh, getting shot or by sniper or whatever. So, just really want to want those to know who served in Vietnam. That I personally, and I know m- millions of us Americans, we really appreciate y- your service and and really, um, you know, want you to, want you to know that. Also, want to let you know that um, give you a word from our friends over at Loomis Family Funeral Homes. Loomis Funeral Homes honor those brave Americans who died in military service to our country. At that difficult time of the loss of a loved one, Loomis Family Funeral Homes is here to assist you with dignity, compassion, and respect. Loomis' honest service and commitment to excellence have served people throughout Central Florida at their greatest time of need and sorrow for three generations. Loomis Family Funeral Homes would be honored to assist you. Contact them at Loomis Family Funeral Homes. Dot com. Loomis Family Funeral Home salutes the men and women of the United States military and pays tribute to those who died in service of our country. Also want to give you a word about our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue. And as we said before, we had a great lunch there today with Coach Rick Darlington, the head football coach at Apopka, and uh, Coach um, our new athletic director, who's actually our old athletic director, Russell Wombles. Of course, Wombles grew up as a blue darter. And um, Coach Doug Matthews, the soccer coach and assistant athletic director. And he was also very happy, pleased to be joined. We were pleased to be joined by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers as well. And, of course, Pete Paquette, who's producing our program right now, was, was there as our on-site engineer. But you know, there's so many great things at Porky's, it's kind of hard to even uh, – even decide what to share with you about. Of course, you already know about the monster ribeye sandwich. Their phenomenal variety of, of pork sandwiches. You can get your porks. You can get pulled pork sandwich, sliced pork pan- sandwich, chopped pork sandwich, or chipped pork sandwich. And you can get chopped beef brisket for uh, chicken beef brisket for just an additional ninety nine cents. Of course, I think the monster ribeye sandwich is now legendary. That's a smoked ribeye grilled with onions, peppers, and mushrooms on toasted Cuban bread, served with au jus. There's the barbecue Cuban, the pig dip, and, of course, the Mac Daddy burger. And, of course, as you're beginning to realize now, I'm sure that these are all dishes that are unique dishes that are unique to Porky's, and you're only going to find at Porky's. But also want to 
let you know before we go because uh, this fellow's name did come up today, and you know he's a, a good friend of friend, and um, yeah, he's a, certainly a man that's it's given his uh, dedicated service to our community. Of course, that's uh, former Orange County Sheriff Sheriff Kevin Beery. Well, at Porky's, uh, in honor of. Uh, Sheriff Berry, who's obviously one of their good customers, you can get the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for four. That's a one pound. That's one pound of spare ribs, a half chicken, half pound of pork, four large sides, four pieces of garlic toast, and it's all just thirty seven forty nine. That's the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for four only at Porky's Original Barbecue. Now, one of as we're talking about various eras of, a, of a, the American military and uh, the various wars that we fought, I want to share about some other individual heroes, too. I spoke earlier in the program about Bob Kalsu, and I think it's very appropriate that Bob Kalsu be recognized, remembered uh, on Memorial Day, and, and always remembered. He was the only professional athlete during the Vietnam era to die in Vietnam. He actually not only was a All-American at University of Oklahoma, offensive guard, but he also went to, actually had just played his rookie year for the Buffalo Bills. He was a member, he was a National Football League football player. Um, he wound up in service in Vietnam, wound up uh, uh, over there uh, in, in the fighting, and actually died in one of the last um, pitched battles, big battles of the Vietnam War in, in 1970. It, that leads me to want to share with you a little bit about Fergie Ferguson, and you know, as a partisan Florida Gator, and I, th- I think uh, quite a few Florida Gators know about, and then they know the name Fergie Ferguson. I'm not sure if even diehard Florida Gators know uh, the story about Fergie Ferguson, and I think it's great to share it with you today. Fergie Ferguson, you know, and there's the highest award that's given to a University of Florida football player is the Fergie Ferguson Award. That's awarded to the senior football player. Uh, every year, who exemplifies courage, leadership. Uh, essentially, it's it's a most valuable player award, but it's more than a most valuable player award because it also uh, signifies courage and leadership and good citizenship and all these other intangible factors. And it's voted on by the members of the by the teammates. So the team votes on that award. So I think that gives it even more meaning. But the Fergie Ferguson was an outstanding player at Florida back in the 1940s. Back in the early 1940s, and he was an end, and, uh, and that was back in the way of the, the two two uh, way era, one platoon era. So everybody played both ways. He was an offensive end and a defensive end. On offense, he set records for that era. Um, he was you know, the best receiving end that they'd had. It says a, a lot because they'd had earlier in the 19 uh, late 20s, 28, 29, Dale Vansickle, who was our first All American for the Gators, but. Yeah, Fergie Ferguson was an outstanding receiver on the offensive end uh, of things, and on defense, he was even probably even a better defensive player. He actually uh, changed the course, affected games, affected the course of games by his great play as, as a defensive end. Uh, but anyway, he um, during World War II, he was in infantry. He was part of the, the D-Day invasion, and he was infantry unit. Of course, we know how. Just how brutal and horrific the D-Day invasion was. So those of you who've, um, you know, who've read numerous books, great books by Stephen Ambrose and many other great writers, and of course that was documented in the movie Saving Private Ryan, which you know, and I've only actually seen the movie Saving Private Ryan one time, but it was it was still so memorable. It's without a doubt the best war movie that that, I, that I've ever seen. But 
anyway, you know, the, what was depicted in in that movie was actually real life, of course, as we know, and it was probably the the, the turning point battle of the world of World War II. It's where the Allied forces were able to to uh, you know, storm the beaches of, of Normandy and get a toehold, were able to invade Europe, basically. So, but anyway, Fergie Ferguson was wounded severely uh, in that battle, in, in the Battle of D-Day, the D-Day invasion. He actually lived for about 10 uh, or more years, but he was uh, severely disabled. Uh, so eventually, he died, which is a direct consequence of, of, of his wounds. So I wanted to share that story with you and um, make sure that we always remember the the courage and the and the patriotism and, and the sacrifice of, of Fergie Ferguson and I know that all college football fans will will, will, will you know, enjoy hearing the background of that story. Well, friends, that's going to do it on our program today. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank Pete Paquette for a special uh, going above and beyond to help us once again, <laughs> once again with our program. But I hope that you have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend, and of course, I encourage all of us to think about those who made the ultimate sacrifice dying uh, on behalf of the United States military, wearing the uniform of the military to protect our freedom and our security and the freedom of our country. Thank you for joining us. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.